G'day, and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio program bringing you union news, workers' stories and discussion on social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. My name's Matt Conkle. This week on the show, we look at two disputes in the transport sector. We speak with Chris Fennell of the TWU as part of their National Day of Action against the supermarket chain Aldi, and then we bring you a report from the Rail, Tram and Bus Union's rally against Metro Trains in Melbourne. But first, some union news. Unions have come out strongly against the Federal Labor Party over its position that it will support a trio of free trade deals currently before the Parliament. Before the last election, the bill shortened led opposition enshrined a position in its platform that it would not support free trade deals that included ISDSs. This is the mechanism that allows multinationals to sue governments if they pass laws limiting their profits or powers, such as raising the minimum wage or plain packaging for cigarettes. They also declared that they would not support any enabling legislation for new deals that reduced requirements for labour market testing before companies could bring in temporary workers. In a disappointing turnaround, Labor under Anthony Albanese appears to be set to walk away from the party's platform and vote to enable the passage of these free trade deals. The deals are set to govern bilateral trade arrangements between Australia and Hong Kong, Peru and Indonesia. The Electrical Trades Union has mounted a campaign against the party for what it calls a betrayal of Australian workers. In the Northern Territory, the ETU has moved a motion calling from the expulsion of MPs who vote against the party's platform. The ETU is particularly worried about the provisions in the agreements which undermine the licensing provisions for the trades, creating what they say is an unacceptable risk to the public through unregulated and unlicensed electrical works. Albanese has now set up a small group of MPs to try and negotiate peace with the unions, after Victorian ETU Secretary Troy Gray publicly questioned his ability to lead the party. The issue here should not be one of Australian-born workers being pitted against those from overseas, but a broader fight against the damaging corporate power grabs hidden within these so-called free trade deals. Fair trade deals would ensure workers are not competing with each other in a race to the bottom on wages and conditions, because there is no such thing as free trade, only preferential trade, and it is the wealthy and the powerful that are the ones that get the preference. As the split between the Federal ALP caucus and affiliated unions seems destined to grow, we'll bring you more on this story as it develops. Around 800 union delegates, casino workers and their supporters descended on Crown Casino in Melbourne last week. The protest coincided with the first joint delegates conference of the newly formed United Workers Union. Casino workers are gearing up to take industrial action at Crown. The workers there are threatening to ban the service of alcohol and escalating to stop work action during the Melbourne Cup Festival. The union is claiming the casino has dragged its feet in negotiations for a new wage deal and that 70% of the casino's workforce is in insecure work. The union is demanding improvements to rostering and conversion to permanent jobs. The workers march through the streets of Melbourne along the length of the casino before ending their rally under the annex at the front of one of the main entrances. For weeks and weeks, we have told them, your workers have had enough. We are gathered here as the mighty United Workers Union and we hold true the radical belief that one job should be enough. The union will continue negotiations with the casino this week. A company representative was quoted to say that good progress was being made. It's funny, after months of stalled negotiations, the threat of industrial action is starting to shake a few things loose. 
The results of a survey of approximately 5,000 aged care workers has been released this week by two unions in the sector, United Voice and the Health Services Union. The survey reveals the concerning statistic that almost 40% of the workers were planning on leaving the aged care sector within the next five years. Demand for workers in the sector is growing as our population continues to age, but the survey shows the workers are facing a number of severe challenges that raise questions about our ability to provide care for our nation's elderly. Roughly the same percentage, 45% for in-home carers and 44% for residential carers, reported being injured at work. And the workers reported that instead of resident or client-focused care, their work has become more like a production line. The emotional toll on ever-increasing workloads is one of the main factors driving the burnout. The union is calling for greater funding and training to support aged carers, as well as mandated staff ratios to ensure quality care. The survey will bring further pressure on the federal government to turn their rhetoric into action, with the Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety set to deliver its interim report by the end of this month. Students and cleaners have rallied at the University of Tasmania, where the university recently changed the cleaning contractors to GJK. This has meant that the cleaners there, many of whom have worked at the university for several years, are now back in a precarious position, on probation with a new company. Despite the insecurity, the cleaners have raised their concerns about the company's demand to take all of their leave over the Christmas holidays. The cleaners there are calling on Vice-Chancellor Rufus Black to intervene in the dispute because the new company is also demanding the cleaners, some earning as little as 24000 a year, take two weeks of unpaid leave. Cleaners say that this imposition is too much, pushing them into financial hardship at an already expensive time of the year. More than 1,000 people have signed a petition calling on the Vice-Chancellor to take action. If you'd like to sign it, you can find it by googling UTAS Megaphone. Finally, in international news, nearly 50,000 American auto workers are currently voting on a tentative deal between General Motors and their union, the UAW. The strike commenced on the 15th of September and is the longest at General Motors since the 1970s. UAW leadership have hailed the proposal as a victory for workers, including large pay increases and shorter pathways to permanency. The union is also claiming victory against the company's plan to make workers pay more for their own health insurance. The settlement comes as murmurs began of workers at Ford and other auto plants joining the strike. The US has seen an upswing in large-scale strike action in recent years, with teachers and nurses among those leading the way. The strike is said to be costing GM roughly 100 million US a day. However, the UAW's governing body voted that workers will remain on strike until the completion of a ratification process, expected to be this Friday, the 25th of October. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. The Transport Workers' Union represents truck drivers in the supermarket supply chain. They've been fighting to have German supermarket giant Audi sign on to union demands, including safe rates for drivers. The union says that Audi are putting unreasonable pressure on truck drivers, leading to very long hours, driver fatigue and increasing the risk of deadly accidents on the road. Last week, the TWU held a national day of action, with drivers and their supporters taking the fight to Audi's doorstep to call for change. In Sydney, union members marched on Audi's head office, where amongst the speakers was a truck driver called Dimitri, with 10 years experience on the road. When we have large companies who will reduce their transport budget by 5%, it comes from somewhere. It comes from us. Contract carriers who are just mum and dads invested in a truck to do the best they can. And what happens? You accept those conditions. You take less money home. You're made to meet these deadlines that are almost impossible, so you stop taking your breaks. Where does it stop? 
Why can't we have fair pay for a fair day's work? We're in the best country in the world. But some of us aren't being treated that way. And it's not right. So all of those people who are out there feeling alone and lost, you're not. You've got support in all of us. We will speak for you. When you're buying cheap products from a supermarket, because you need to, because power prices are up, cost of living has gone through the roof. And you go to a supermarket and you buy cheap meal. And you put it on the table. If you find out that that cheap meal has contributed to someone's death on the road because those cost cuttings have happened because they've taken it from down the supply chain, how are you going to feel? It needs to stop. <laughs> Companies like this need to be held responsible. Come to the table, negotiate for fairness. That's all we want. <laughs> Just to be fair. We're not special, but we do have a sense of right. Right to be paid for what we do and respect. Don't belittle us. Respect us for what we do. Thank you. Stick Together joined a protest out the front of an Aldi store in South Melbourne. Following the rally, we spoke with the Assistant Secretary of the Victorian and Tasmanian branch of the TWU, Chris Fennell. Aldi are one of the key retailers in this country who are pushing our transport industry into a safe, sorry, into an unsafe work environment. Uh, they will not accept uh, that there are standards that need to be kept in Australia. They are putting pressure on their supply chain so that people will do the wrong thing. Uh, they aren't paying enough to the suppliers of their, to their business. There was a report just recently on Channel 9 and you would have seen some of the disgraceful conditions of the stock that's been kept there, uh, the unsafe conditions of the stock. And that's only a reflection of what they do to our drivers who operate in the industry. So for those of the listeners that may not have seen the report on Channel 9, can you describe some of the scenes that were in that report about the unsafe conditions in those sheds? Uh, what it was showing was that there was uh, fire hydrants were blocked off, um, fire exits were blocked off, they were storing potting mix with uh, meat and other perishables, uh, there was a flooded loading bay with a paper con compactor which is can't remember the voltage, but high voltage, and they're expecting the drivers actually walk into that water where it was live electricity. So that's the sort of thing that Aldi do. So we've seen in that report some pretty shocking examples of workplace safety, but that's indicative of the pressure that's on their supply chain. Can you tell us a little bit about what the difference is for drivers in the Aldi supply chain, say compared to others in the Woolworths or the Coles supply chain? In Woolworths and Coles, uh, they have major, retail, major transport companies, uh, Toll and Linfox, who have got union agreements, who pay union rates of pay, uh, where fatigue management uh, plans are in place. Uh, Aldi will not accept that they've got a responsibility for the um, transport operators in their, their industry. Uh, they have the TW in the federal court at the moment, uh, suing us. For, because we will not shut up. They, they are trying to shut us up um, for exposing the uh, unsafe conditions um, but they're, and they're trying to sue us to, to silence it but it won't silence us so we think we'll win that case easily. So can you also tell us what it is exactly that you're asking Aldi to do today? So are you asking them to sign on to a set of conditions or are there other demands? No, we're asking them to actually sign on to safety conditions. Uh, we have put a client claim on the industry where that they will comply with all the safety rules regarding transport, fatigue management, driver safety plans. 
uh, that the wages are paid a union wage, not the award wage which is being um, clearly trashed. We're still getting examples where there are people in the LD supply chain who aren't being paid the award. And what does the union say are the consequences for Aldi and for the drivers and for the public indeed if these, can, if these demands are not met? Well, if these demands are not met, uh, the industry will continue to be the most dangerous in this country. What happens in transport if people aren't paid correctly, are forced to do things out of hours and to speed, people die. And we heard just at the protest then that death toll on the on the roads is, is very high and continues to be an issue for society at large. You've also mentioned that truck driving is one of the most dangerous industries, but deaths of truck drivers in the workplace aren't actually recorded as workplace deaths, are they? No, they're not. And we've been pressuring the Victorian government to accept that they are um, uh, should be treated as workplace deaths. Um, we've asked WorkSafe to do that. No one wants to accept that um, a truck driver being killed at work is a workplace death. They just want to put it into the uh, road statistics. So what's next in the campaign for Aldi? Other than the court action, what's next? Uh, we'll continue these protests. We'll keep serving claims onto Aldi for them to do the right thing. Um, we have gotten the other major retailers uh, Coles and Woolworths have agreed to, um, they've actually signed memorandums of understanding with the union for safe workplaces and we're going to keep pressuring Aldi for that. And what can listeners or members of the general public out there do to support the TWU's campaign? Uh, just demand that uh, their goods are delivered by union workers who are paid safe wages. Great, Chris. Thanks for joining us on Stick Together. Thank you. Victorian Trades Hall Secretary Lou Kilakari also joined the protest in Melbourne. Here he is after the rally. Um, so we're at the front of the Aldi in South Melbourne Market Street with the TWU calling on Aldi to sign up for safe rates. Why is their campaign so important? Aldi is just another one of these dirtbag companies that puts extreme pressure on their drivers. What they do is they give them limited time to deliver goods between you know, the factories and the retail stores. They don't respect them properly and they don't pay them well. Um, the driver pressure that they have to get between store and store uh, can result in a few things. Uh, one, regardless of the mental stress, you know, these people are driving very large and dangerous vehicles um, and it can put pressure on them to you know, weave and get between traffic, unfairly so. You know, we want our communities to be safe, we want our roads to be safe. Um, you know, each and every day, you, I and everyone else are travelling on our road systems. And drivers should be given the time to do their job safely. And it is unfair for dirtbag companies like Aldi to go around and put pressure on these drivers. You know, we want drivers to be paid well. We want them to have safe jobs. And we want them to be respected by this company. Aldi's got a terrible reputation of putting profit before people. And so this is why this national campaign is just so important. You're listening to Stick Together, union news and workers' stories right around the country on the Community Radio Network. The Victorian branch of the Rail, Tram and Bus Union are in a number of different battles at the moment. Their members in the tram industry are engaged in a series of strikes, stopping Melbourne's entire network. They're also locked in a bitter enterprise bargaining dispute with Metro Trains. Hundreds of members rallied out the front of the iconic Flinders Street station in Melbourne CBD, and those gathered heard from RTBU leadership and delegates. We'll start our report with one of those delegates, Paris Jolly. So I'm a train driver. I've worked 20 years in this industry. I've worked for V-Line. I've worked for National Express. I've worked for M-Train. I've worked for Connex. Companies come, companies go. 
Like Libba said, does the network stop? No, it keeps going. And it keeps going because of all the members. All the people here today, we're the ones that get out of bed every morning, go get home late, we're the ones that run the system. And the system will keep running. This agreement's not just about train drivers, as Metro would like you to think. It's about station staff. It's about admin staff. It's about AOs. It's about signalers. It's about Metro. It's about all the membership here that run the system. There's issues with this agreement. And I'll give you one big one. You might not be aware, but there's a clause hidden in the front of Metro's agreement, Metro's proposed agreement, that effectively allows them to change the agreement whenever they see fit. Now you know what this means for every one of you out there? Everyone standing here today. It means that after the agreement is ratified by the Fair Work Commission, the day after it's ratified, Metro can come in and change the agreement. They can say it's a government initiative. They can say it's a company initiative. They can change your hours of work. They can say tomorrow you're going to work a 12-hour shift. Tomorrow you're going to sign on at a different location. They can say that you're going to change where you work. One day you might be at Hurstbridge, the next day you'll be at Pakenham. How can anyone plan a family life, a life around that? They can't. Now shift work is hard enough, we all know that. But we believe the proposed changes that Metro would like to make it's going to make it impossible to have that work-life balance. You're not going to be able to see your kids. You're not going to be able to see your wife. Some people might be happy with that, but most aren't. Now, I want to make it clear. This is not about the money. This is about our conditions. This fight is about our conditions. It's about the hard-fought conditions that we will continue to fight for. And we will win. This is not going to be over quickly but I can guarantee you we will continue to fight and we will fight for a fair agreement for all the membership out here. All right, the next speaker we've got is the newly elected women's officer of the RTBU, Catherine Breakwell. Please make her very welcome. So yes, I'm Catherine Brakewell, I'm the RTBU Women's Officer and I represent women across all sectors of our industry. But this fight has no gender. We unite together in solidarity to protect and defend the great Australian fair go for our workers global multinational for-profit companies will always seek to place shareholder profits before workers' rights. The privatisation of public assets, such as our public transport sector, needs to be returned back to the hands of the tax-paying public. Millions of Australian dollars is leaving the Victorian economy and lining the hip pockets of overseas stakeholders at the expense of workers and the public. 
Dan Andrews needs to take a leaf out of the book of his South Australian counterparts and return public assets back to the public hands. Contrary to mainstream media reporting and public perception, our rail industry workers are not just fighting for higher wages commensurate with the increased stress, pressures, responsibility and patronage, but we are fighting for safer working conditions, which by extension creates a safer public transport service. And we are fighting for the preservation of our conditions and indeed demand improved conditions and job security. We rally, gather, we rally together here today, united in solidarity with Metro workers, fighting for a fair deal, for a fair go. All right, we're going to bring this rally home. When workers' rights are under attack, what do we do? Stand up like that. When workers' rights are under attack, what do we do? Stand up like that. What do we do? Stand up like that. What do we do? Let me ask you, comrades, are you going to stand shoulder to shoulder with the RTBU? Yeah. Are you going to make sure that Metro workers get a big win? Yeah. Are you going to make sure they get paid fairly? Yeah. Are you going to keep this government to account? Yeah. Are you going to make sure they don't take away their shifts? Yeah. Are you going to win, comrades? Yeah. Damn straight we are. Great rally. Thank you for being here. Next action will be at Parliament House on the 31st of October, 8am. See you there, comrades. Following the rally, I caught up with Luba Grigorovich, the Victorian Secretary of the RTBU. We've just heard a lot of anger directed at the, at the company here, Metro. Can you, can you tell us what's at the very core of this dispute? The truth is our working conditions are at the core of it. Uh, the offer that Metro put on the table a few weeks ago, which has since been withdrawn, uh, was something that was completely substandard and completely went against everything we've been fighting for for many, many, many years. The work-life balance for the members is the most important thing and that's what Metro is trying to erode. And we've also heard, obviously, calls on the state government here to intervene and even to re-bring, to bring the system back into public hands. Have you got any more comment on that? Look, the argument about bringing the system into public hands was well and truly made um, last year, and that fell on deaf ears. Daniel Andrews and uh, Jacinta Allen at the time instead decided to renew the franchise for another seven years, and we were furious about that. Moving on, though, we're now into the enterprise agreement round, and again, the state Labor government had an opportunity to help out. We asked for intervention by IRV again fell on deaf ears and I, we've spent a whole week in court uh, you know fighting a revocation order which shouldn't even be on the table. Metro's using every legal trick in the book. It seems from the outside that this company is more interested in trying to tackle you in courts than tackle you in the workplace. What does that say about the way the company approaches this dispute? Yeah, you couldn't be more spot on. I've never seen a company use so many legal tricks and that's what they're doing. Um, instead of negotiating, we're literally spending all our time with the lawyers. It's not somewhere I want to be. And what can people out there listening do to help get around the members of the RTVU? We've got a uh, petition at We Are Union website. If you could go on that and actually sign it, that would be great. We want to make sure that we've got a good deal for our commuters so we can get trains from A to B so that passengers are happy and can travel safely. Luba, thanks very much. Thanks, Workers and their supporters milled around under the historic clocks after the rally, where we spoke with an RTBU delegate who preferred not to be named. Most of the media reports really focus on the train drivers and those at the upper end of the wage 
classification system. But this agreement covers a lot more than just those people, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. There's also customer service staff, signalers, uh, people who help people get to where they need to do, need to be, help run the network. Um, it's worth saying though, some of what's going to happen to not just train drivers but the rest of us is a tax on safety conditions that will make the railways less safe for us working here but also for the general public who use the network. There's already been a lot of attacks on safety. We know that some of the public transport in Melbourne has the worst safety records. Well, we need to, to turn that around and it's not going to happen if we let them take away existing safety conditions. And we heard just before one of the speakers talking about one of the clauses buried deep inside the company's proposal that would effectively allow them to change the agreement at a whim. Can you tell us a bit more about that? That's uh, that they want to be able to, to make changes to our agreement if there's supposed government projects. It's basically a, a little catch-all that they can bring in new projects uh, without having to be forced to go through real consultation, without having uh, to be forced to be held to the conditions of this agreement. So can you give us a little bit more information as well about what the union's demanding and what, what advances are the union trying to make? Yeah, one of the things that we're still trying to do is to improve superannuation. So at the moment, when workers retire, uh, particularly women workers, uh, they can be extremely, uh, you know, put in extreme poverty, forced to live off pretty meagre government pensions. Uh, so we want to increase uh, the, the superannuation rate to try to protect some of our members when they finish work. One of the other things that we're fighting for is a gendered violence and sexual harassment clause. It's pretty uh, appalling, I think, that companies are refusing to work with women who work for them to try to develop um, some training and education about women's rights in the workplace. The other theme that came quite strongly through the protest was the idea that public transport should be in public hands. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, it's an absolute crock, I think, that so much public transport is run by private companies today. It means that taxpayers have to both pay for their tickets and they pay in their taxes, and multinational corporations can make an absolute killing. That has to be changed, not just in transport, but in you know, electricity, in all kinds of public services, should be back in public hands and should be accountable to the public. Thanks very much for joining us. No worries. Well, that brings us to the end of another week's show. Thanks for joining us and also all the very best to the workers at Metro. Stick Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast all across Australia by the Community Radio Network. The program is supported by generous financial assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation and by listeners like you. You can do your bit to keep worker stories on the air by calling your local community radio station and subscribing today. If you want to get in contact with us, you can call us on 03 9419 or email us at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Stick Together Program. The podcast of this and other recent episodes can be found at 3cr.org.au forward slash sticktogether. We're also on iTunes. Be sure to leave us a review. It helps others find the show. Finally, remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. My name is Matt Kunkel, and until next time, stick together. Stick together.